you're listening to The Ashley Lachlan Show. I'm Ashley, and I'm here to help you build a wildly successful and profitable business on social media. I created my own rags to riches story and built a seven-figure business on social media in the midst of motherhood, and my passion is helping other female entrepreneurs do the same. I'm sharing my best marketing, mindset, and sales strategies to help you love the process and scale your business to six figures and beyond. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to today's show. Today, I have an amazing guest for you. Her name is Beth Isbell, and she's a confidence coach. She's here to give us some tips on overcoming fear, overcoming limiting beliefs, creating positive habits. And she's going to talk to us about her program, The Confidence Code. So if you are somebody who is really stuck in your head, has big goals, aspirations, but you also lack the confidence to take action or to stay consistent, this is going to blow your mind. So let's dive in. All right. Hello, Beth, and welcome to today's episode. First, start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got here and became a confidence coach. Yeah. So first of all, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, You know, my journey, I guess, started about six years ago. I was desperately searching for some sort of a solution in terms of, you know, figuring out this, this piece of my life that I felt like was all consuming. That was my health and fitness journey. I felt like, you know, I was 27 years old and I felt like I was consumed with I really struggled with nutrition specifically. So it was like, I was always thinking about food. Um, I had this really unhealthy relationship with food where, you know, if I was eating healthy so that I could, you know, lose the weight and feel really good, I was just bitter at the world (laughs) because I was really miserable. Right. I was, it was like chicken, rice, and broccoli eight times a day, two hours in the gym. And just to feel halfway confident in my clothes, but I was miserable, right? Like my mental health, my mental health was like completely struggling. So it was either that extreme or it was eating all of the food that I love. I love food um, and still feeling miserable because I felt like a trash can all the time. And I was, I, you know, I, I, it took me two hours to get ready to go anywhere because I didn't feel good in any of the clothes that I would put on. And so anyways, that I kind of just got to a point where I was, I was desperate and I was like that, like there has to be there has to be some sort of solution out there that will help me live my life, but still like feel really good about myself and, and, you know, kind of find that balance that I think so many of us specifically as women struggle with. And so I found this at home workout program and nutrition system that I was like, okay, you know, I'll give it a shot. I was kind of at like just my wits in and I was willing to try anything. So I gave it a shot. It completely changed my life. I finally found, I finally felt like I had found something that could really work for me. And that could really help me kind of shift the way that I thought about my health in general outside of my physical appearance, which really was like after unpacking a lot of things, kind of what the root of my issue was with food. So all of that to say, I, um, I fell in love with that process and that program. I so desperately wanted other women to feel the way that I was feeling. And so I joined a direct sales company, um, partnered with the beach body and, you know, kind of started my online business of being able to help other women on their health journey. And so that was about six years ago. Fast forward six years after lots of reflection and work on just this process in general, specifically helping other women on their health journey, I have quickly realized that it's not really the tools, the resources, 
the way the genes fit that we get so that we oftentimes so, get so wrapped up in. It's not really any of those things that is the, the root of, you know, what we don't know or what we struggle with. It really is a lack of belief in ourselves and in our ability to figure out the balance or um, our confidence in being able to, you know, maybe look different than what society tells us we need to look like, or, you know, to focus on how we feel instead of how we look all of those moving pieces that kind of plays a role in how we as women specifically believe in ourselves. And so, um, after kind of, you know, realizing that and unpacking that and working through that and not only myself, but helping other women do so as well, I kind of found this desperate need for us to be able to, to, to focus on the, the true root of those things, the confidence and the belief piece and allow those other beautiful pieces of our lives, like the health and fitness journey or the starting the business type of a thing to kind of be natural byproducts of us just believing in ourselves a little bit more. And so that's kind of how I've, how my journey over the past six years has kind of morphed into me just looking for a solution myself in terms of fitness kind of cultivated itself and, and morphed itself into me understanding that it wasn't even really about the physical fitness at all. And it was just about me needing to learn how to believe in myself, if that makes any sense. Uh, yes. Oh, it makes total sense. And I so relate to your story. And I know so many women also relate to your story about being so angry when trying to diet. I remember being so depressed, being like, well, I can't eat what my family's eating. I have to eat this. And everything just felt so dark. And then the opposite is just eating everything in sight. Like, you know, I'm going to die tomorrow, which I'm not. So I totally understand that and relate. And I'm sure other women relate. And as far as what you're saying, the belief in yourself and the confidence my dissertation was actually on this. It was on self-efficacy, which is basically belief in yourself, confidence in yourself. And that's the single determining factor in reaching your goals out of everything else. So I love that we're talking about this right now. So tell me, what are some of the main struggles that women come to you with? I think other women out there will probably relate. So I think first and foremost, it's just fear, fear in general. And it's, it's oftentimes fear that we're so conditioned to that we don't even realize that it's a fear, right? So this could be fear of judgment. That's a big one. What are other people going to say if I start the podcast? Um, fear of failure. What if I start the diet and the workout program again? I failed so many times before. So why not just let the start stop me and not, you know, prove myself not wrong again and start and stop again. Right. So we just prevent ourselves from taking action because we're, we've done this before. Right. And we weren't able to follow through. So why do I think I would be able to follow through again? Um, and fear of time, which is one that I think that we're subconsciously conditioned to. I don't think that we realize that we rely on a lack of time as kind of an excuse for, not taking action in so many areas of our lives, right? I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to start that business because I work full-time or I have three kids or I don't have time to make myself a priority in any capacity as a mom because I'm drowning in motherhood and I wake up to children jumping on my face and I go to bed at night, you know, after a glass of wine, completely exhausted or, you know, whatever, whatever season you're in, whatever kind of situation you find yourself in. So fear, I would say is definitely the first and foremost kind of hold back. Um, and, and like I mentioned, one that I don't even think that I think we're, we subconsciously condition ourselves to it so much to the point that we don't even realize that it's a thing. So um, outside of that, I would say just inconsistency in general. But I think that that's derived from, you know, some of those fears and also a lack of tools and resources. 
we, we maybe don't, we, we kind of put ourselves in a box, right? We think that in order to make progress in any area of our lives, our, our progress and our system has to look like whoever it is that, you know, that we admire. Right. So, um, you know, her success or the way that she incorporates physical fitness or health into her life, I need to be able to make my journey and my process look like that, or I'm not going to be able to get to where she's at when really all of these things about our lives that maybe we're wanting to make more of a priority and shift and change. Maybe we just need to have the right system in place that fits into our lives. Like you don't, you don't have to make your life fit into, you know, that little box. And, and I think that, that honestly just comes down to the comparison game and the comparison trap that we as women are just like conditioned to put ourselves into. And so, um, so yeah, I think a lack of resources maybe and, and strategy around incorporating some of those things would be another, another kind of holdback or, or kind of a struggle with, um, things that I, that I feel like a lot of women, uh, a lot of my clients kind of struggle with. And then, and then finally support, uh, and you know, whether, whether you allow that, to that struggle to kind of hold you back or not, I think is something that we need to kind of take a little bit more ownership over. I think it's so easy for us to be like, well, you know, my spouse isn't supportive or my family isn't supportive of starting the business or starting the journey or, you know, however you want to apply this content to, to your life. And we kind of just unknowingly leverage that right to protect ourselves, whether it really is a fear that we need to overcome or self-limiting belief or a thought that we kind of need to work through or some past trauma that we need to kind of unpack and, you know, some things that we need to relearn about ourselves. It's very easy to rely on a lack of support as, uh, as kind of that, that excuse barrier, if you will. So all of that to say main struggles would definitely be fear first and foremost, inconsistency, which I think is derived from fear and just not taking action, a lack of the right resources and tools, and then a lack of support. I think those are probably the four kind of key key struggles that I really kind of lean in and help other women work through. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I totally agree on the support. Um, you know, in business, I always tell the story of how, when I wanted to start my first business, my husband was not supportive at all. And he was like, you're not going to succeed. You're going to quit. But I just had the confidence and I always go back to confidence, how confidence is so important. And I just, I don't know if you've watched um, Inventing Anna on Netflix about the con artist. Okay. So, and I'm actually getting ready to send out an email about things we can learn from her. And one of it is her confidence. I mean, she was so successful. She didn't have any of the education degrees or background, but she had the confidence and that's what swindled people. They were, they saw that energy. And and so it's so important. Um, So anyway, fear, you talked a lot about fear. What is a a quick tip you could give somebody listening who is suffering? Fear is the thing that's actually holding them back. Yeah. Um, so, so I think, I think you first have to become hyper aware of what the fear is, right. And where it comes from, because I think until you can really pinpoint that we kind of, we either unknowingly are kind of succumbing to the fear, right? Because we don't really recognize it. Um, we don't allow ourselves to attach like a like a root cause of it to what the actual fear is so that then we can move forward with taking action in a way that allows us to move through it. I think when we don't do that, we are essentially setting ourselves up for failure, right? Because there's like this fear that's in front of us that we can't 
move through. So we try to like go around it, go over it, go under it. And it just doesn't work that way. Like in order to truly move, move through it, we have to recognize it and own it. And, and so, you know, just kind of thinking through fear of judgment, for example, I think that that's a really, that's a really big one that a lot of us don't realize, you know, is kind of holding us back. I think a couple of things there is making yourself the priority. When we give somebody else the power to judge us and allow that judgment to prevent us from taking action in our own lives, like say that out loud, I'm giving somebody else power over my life mm-hmm. that I'm the expert in. I mean, when you say it out loud, it sounds, it's like, what am I even doing? Right. Um, but then with that, I think we have to give up a couple other things. We have to kind of give up the need to be perfect and to kind of live lives on life on our own terms and fail forward and make mistakes, which there comes the little fear of failure, self-limiting beliefs and everything that kind of comes with that. We have to give ourselves permission to change to let go of maybe regrets from the past, to recognize trauma from the past, to give ourselves permission to make mistakes. There's a quote, um, I can't even remember who said it, but it's something along the lines of those who dare to fail greatly can never achieve greatly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many complex pieces of, of being able to move through fear, but being able to be aware of it and reminding ourselves that through recognizing it and taking action through it, we're able to kind of reaffirm who we are, what we want, and build our confidence along the way. I think we also oftentimes wait for wait for confidence to come to us. We convince ourselves that those that we maybe admire from a confidence perspective, we kind of convince ourselves that they were just born with it, right? Which, which I will not to go off on a tangent tangent here, but we are born with confidence, right? Like think about if specifically if you're a mom, think about your children, they are fearless and they are confident. And they are, I look at my daughter sometimes who is a wild free spirit, like as wild as they come and I'll, I'll watch her, you know, playing with her little friends. And I'm like, ah, she just, she just goes for it. She is who she is and she embraces it and she's aggressive in it. And I just love it. And what happens though, is you and I were born that way too, right? Somewhere along the way, society, our friends and family, the world, social media, we are exposed to all of those things and they, they condition us and they morph us into a version of ourselves that we don't really recognize, but we don't even realize is a different version of ourselves. And so, yes, we're born with confidence, but I can promise you the woman that you admire for the confidence that she has a lot of work has come with that because she's been exposed to all of those same things that you have. And, um, I think it becomes very isolating when we convince ourselves that it just comes easier for somebody else, or, you know, we kind of, we kind of cultivate that must be nice mentality and it is what it is. How many times have you told that to you? Yeah. Oh, it is what it is. I'm just this way. Cause you know, it's who God made me or it's who, you know, and, and we put a glass ceiling and a cap on what we are able to do in this life and in the version of ourselves that we're able to become when we put ourselves in those boxes. So really allowing ourselves to kind of break free from that and, and do the work, do, do the work that there's a little tough love for you because I, you know, confidence is such a confidence and belief for me is such kind of an obscure topic, right? It's like, we know that we want to feel confident in that in order to take action, we need to believe in ourselves, but it's like this figmented thing that, you know, you either have, or you don't, or you're able to snap your fingers and have it, or, or you're not when really it takes a lot of, a lot of action to breathe that confidence. And 
all inaction does for us is cultivate doubt and fear. And it's just like this vicious cycle of, you know, not taking action, becoming more insecure and full of doubt and full of fear. And because of those components and those things, we take even less action. And it's just, you know, you just have to break the cycle by doing, doing it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So many great mic drops in there. (laughs) There were so many quotes that I wanted to pull out. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to use this to market this episode. So that was great. And yeah, I, I was thinking of the quote, other people's opinions of me are none of my business. And I try to always remember that, like, who cares what they think? Do I really care? No. Does it matter? No. So next, um, what tip could you give people who feel like it's too late to make a change or they'll never be able to actually follow through and do what they want to do. Yeah. So for me, I think this comes down to controlling your thoughts. And, uh, I have learned so much from it's, it's a self-coaching model that was derived from a lady named Brooke Castillo. She's the author of the, the life coach school. Um, it's a podcast as well. It's an amazing podcast. She teaches you, she walks you through and teaches you about how, um, you know, we have these circumstances, these factual pieces of our lives that we have no control over. They really are what they are, right? But those circumstances force very specific thoughts and those thoughts trigger feelings. And then we take action or we don't based on what those feelings are. And then of course our action is kind of what results in a specific outcome. And I think in life, we so often get severely wrapped up in the circumstance that we leverage that as an excuse to not then take action and get the result that we want. Or we get so focused on the result or the outcome that we want that we lose sight of that process and that journey that's going to get us there. And so, you know, if you've convinced yourself that it's too late, I'm too far gone, that is a thought that you are in full control over. Mm-hmm. So for example, if we were walking through kind of that self coaching you know, model, the circumstance is that you're 45 years old. You can't change that. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't change how old we are. Right. Or, you know, maybe, maybe you've gained 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like it is what it is. You, you, you of course could have done something differently to prevent that as far as controlling that piece is concerned. But what you can't control at this point is that those 50 pounds are sitting on my body, you know? And so you have the circumstance and you recognize it. You can't control that, but what you can is the thought that you attach to it. So instead of saying, you know, gosh, I've gained 50 pounds. Like it's too late. Like I'm never going to be able to get this weight off. Um, or I'm 45 years old. I'm not ever going to be able to start that business that I've been dreaming about for the past 15 years, because I'm 45 years old. My life is halfway over or whatever you convince yourself to be true because you're so conditioned to talking to yourself from that space. You don't even recognize that you're doing it, but once you can recognize it, you can think differently. So those examples that I just gave of those specific thoughts that are attached to those circumstances, they probably produce feelings of frustration, right? defeat, sadness, because you've convinced yourself that you're too far gone or it's too late. Those feelings then are going to force you to not take action because why would you take action from a space of like, well, it's you know too late. Here we are 50 pounds later, 45 years later, and I haven't done anything with my life and I've gained all this weight and it's, you know, I'm too far gone. You're not going to put the workout clothes on and pick the salad over the pizza or take a, a, you know, online course to help you figure out that skill. You're not going to do those things because you don't believe that you can do them. Mm -hmm. So then of course, you're not going to get the result that you want. 
the weight loss or starting the business, just, you know, for some tangible examples. But if you can go back to that thought, not the circumstance, but the thought, and you can tell yourself, you know, I'm only 45 years old. I have, you know, compare yourself to, to the, you know, the 27 year old who's starting her business. I have, I'm really terrible at math, but I'm going to say 12 years of experience. Like I have 12 more years of experience, right? Like lived experiences. I can leverage that experience to create something even more special than I could have if I was 27 years old or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, these 50 pounds that I have gained instead of allowing myself to feel like I'm too far gone, I can tell myself, you know, man, there's, there's been a lot of life that has, that has been a result or that has resulted in these 50 pounds, right? Um, children, you know, maybe marital issues or, um, a stressful work environment, a chaotic life, like lots of things are, have resulted in that. I've learned a lot through that process, right? So on my, on my quest of getting healthier, you're going to be able to leverage those life experiences that have gotten you to that point, right? Where it's not where you want to be, but because of where you're at, you know, and, and how you got there, you know, where you can go. Mm-hmm. So by shifting those thoughts, you're going to feel, you know, maybe more optimistic, more excited to prove yourself wrong. I feel that way. Oftentimes is, you know, if I've gotten to a place that I'm not like really happy or proud of, um, because of, you know, life or whatever the case may be, I try to tell myself like, gosh, prove her wrong, right. Prove those other thoughts wrong. And because of the the feelings that those thoughts are going to cultivate inside of you, you're going to show up differently, right? You're going to wake up earlier and you're going to do the workout and you're going to pick the salad and you're going to pay for the course and invest in, in the business that you want to start. And, and because of the action that you take, the results are going to look very different. So that is definitely like my biggest piece of advice. And, and even if it's another thought that you have, whether it's, you know, I'm too far gone or it's too late or whatever you've told yourself to be true, just think through that self-coaching model and literally coach yourself to controlling your thoughts and, and watch how that kind of forces you to kind of show up a little bit differently and your life will look very different because of it. I love that. That's so easy. Just is it, it's perspective change, just shift your perspective, focus on your thoughts Mm -hmm. and shift the narrative. So I, I love that. That's such an easy, tangible tip that they can implement right away. And then last question for you is how about creating positive habits, right? A lot of us, me included, I will start something and then quit. <laughs> I was blaming. I'm like, oh, I have ADD, I have ADHD. You know, I get bored with things easily. But do you have any tips on how to create some positive habits? Yeah, I think I have one tip and that is craft a morning routine that makes you excited to get out of bed and live your every day. And, you know, I know a lot of people kind of, a lot of my clients specifically, when I, when I start, when I bring up the morning routine thing, they kind of cringe at me a little bit, right? Because I'm not a morning person. I don't care what time you start your morning. You can start your morning at 9am. You don't have to wake up, you know, at 430 or five in the morning to have a solid morning routine, but you have to have a morning routine, whatever time that starts or is for you, that makes you excited to get out of bed and, and do the work on yourself, because that's going to be what dictates and impacts the way that you show up the rest of the day. Right. And our life is made up of these days that we are taking action towards, you know, our dreams or becoming who we want to become, or, you know, living a healthier life or, you know, whatever season that you're in. And so 
being able to figure out what that looks like for you. And once again, putting those blinders on because you know, what works for you in the morning may not work for me in the morning and what works for me may not work for you, but what, what is going to by trial and error, figure out what is going to make you excited to wake up every morning and not, not fearful, right? Like not feel fearful of so many things being out of your control, like what your kids are doing or how crazy they are, or they're going to cooperate or not that day, or, you know, all of these things that we really can't control. What's going to allow me to still, even through all of those things, wake up excited to do the work on myself and in my life that I know I need to do to become who I want to become and to do the work that I want to do. And, you know, I think that I think that's just it. And I think when you wake up excited to do and feel those things, then you're going to focus on those habits. I'm a big fan of, um, I call it like habit stacking. So you're going to, you're going to feel so excited and joy filled about your days and about your life that trying to create new habits and, or recreate some old ones, right. Some new patterns that then impact our belief system. I feel like our habits And the way that we show up in the things that we do in our everyday life, that is what cultivates the belief system that we do or do not have. Um, So just focusing on those small, tangible habits that can stack up, add up. It's like a compound effect, right? They can add up over time. They're small, seemingly insignificant things, shifts that you're making and that you're doing that are going to compound over time to craft this version of yourself that you want to become. But you're not going to do that work on a daily basis if you aren't waking up excited. And I want to add a caveat to that. That doesn't mean that you have to wake up every day with rainbows and butterflies shooting out of your ears, right? But I can promise you on those days that are harder or that feel more challenging, you're going to be more likely to just survive them and get through them and then allow the next day to feel different instead of, and I, I think that's something else that we struggle with as a society, but specifically as women, just because we're such emotional beings, right? Is not allowing one day to turn into two to three to a week to two to a month to a year to years. That's how we get to a place where we feel like it's too late or we're too far gone. So, you know, allowing yourself to have an off day on that day at the end of the day, finding something that you were proud of and then waking up the next day and being able to start from a fresh space instead of just allowing it to continuously roll over from one day to the next. And then the habits that you're wanting to stack on top of each other to, you know, create whatever it is that you're trying to create. They are a, a, a long lost thought at that point. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. And I so agree with the morning routine. Um, I used to have like a, I had to get up and do this, 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 and this, and then it was causing me more stress. And then I realized I just need to get up before my kids and have a set amount of time and have my drink before my kids bother me. And there's a different, a night and day difference between when I actually have alone time before they wake up versus when they wake me up and I have to immediately get them all dressed, get them downstairs, feed them. And it's like, ah, so I definitely agree with you. So tell us about the confidence code and what you teach, what the transformation is. Yeah. So the confidence code is kind of the result of all of this work, right? It is, um, it is the result of me just being desperate for getting to this place in my life where I could take unwavering action towards everything that I ever want to do. Um, knowing that I can become whoever it is I need to become to, to do that thing, right. To make that dream or that vision a reality or an actual part of my life. How 
you know, what type of work do I do so that I can wake up every single day with clarity and what that day is going to look like and feel like, um, how can I wake up every single day free from stressing about what other people are going to think about me? How can I also be a super present mom, an intentional wife, a good friend while working from home, staying home with kids and chasing after all of these you know, big dreams that I have through my, my business. Um, and the confidence code is a result of all of those things. And I, you know, I think when I, when I was thinking through what I wanted this to, to look like and what I wanted it to feel like and who it would be for, um, I felt this pressure to like really niche down to speak to someone super specific, right? We're kind of taught that like in order to create a lot of impact, you have to know exactly who you're talking to. And so when thinking through the content of the confidence code, um, I was like, okay, obviously I work with, and I want to work with women specifically moms, but then past that, I was having a really hard time getting super specific about anything more than that. Right. Anything, any, any, anything more specific than moms. And after kind of working through what I wanted to help, you know, teach other women and, and teach moms specifically, I realized that we as women in general need to have and feel this, this cultivated confidence and, and unmatched and unwavering belief in ourselves to take action in any area and piece of our lives. And I think I've really been able to do that with the confidence code. I'm hopeful that I have anyways that, you know, I'm able to really walk women through how to rewrite the narrative and figure out what fears are holding them back. And to, uh, to understand that by, you know, reaffirming who they are and what they want and setting very specific goals and having a morning routine and focusing on their mental health and their physical health and keeping the promises that they made to themselves that we're really able to apply it to every moving piece of our lives, which is why I really feel like the confidence code is for every single woman. Um, because it's, it's not specific to the season of life you're in because the season of life that you're in right now and the challenges and the struggles and the obstacles that you're trying to work through and overcome right now, once you get through them, because such is life, there's going to be a new set, right? Whether you're transitioning into motherhood or, um, you know, maybe you're navigating pregnancy or you're newly postpartum, or you're starting a new job or you're starting a new business or, you know, whatever season of life you're in, whatever struggles or challenges you're facing, the, the concepts and, and what I teach in and through the confidence code can and should be applied to every single season of your life and every area of your life, um, because that's how we're able to more seamlessly move through them without feeling like we are giving up on ourselves before we're really even able to start taking action. So it's a really long-winded way of saying that, um, that the confidence code is the result of years and years of me just being in the trenches of my own journey, living through lots of seasons of life, lots of experiences, um, and kind of, you know, packaging, being able to package all of that, that together and help other women apply it to their lives, no matter where they're at, what their goals are or what season um, they're in. And it's, it's, I've been super intentional about ensuring that it's a very tangible, practical content, right? So like I said, I feel like confidence and belief, it, it can kind of be like a kind of like woohoo, right? It's one of those things that's like, oh yeah, like, of course I want to believe in myself more, feel more confident, but like, must be nice that you got that figured out that like, I'm never going to be able to. So I wanted to make sure that I was providing super relevant and tangible and practical, um, application of, of some of these theories and thoughts. So 
um, you know, one of my, one of my things when I was kind of talking through this with my husband was like, I don't want this to be another self help hype session. You know, like I, I, I love that stuff. Right. It's, it brings me so much joy, but, but that's not going to be what forces these women to take action. So while you will have me like in your corner, cheering you on, I want you to also have very applicable action, you know, that you can take in your own life. So that is the confidence code. And I'm really excited for it and proud of it. Um, and I really think it's going to have a lot of impact. Awesome. And it's how many weeks long? It's four weeks long. Uh, there are three modules of the course and the modules are from the ground up. So we're really going to focus on like the foundational, like getting to the root of why we are the way that we are and how we kind of got to this place of feeling like we needed to you know, be a part of the confidence code. And then module two is from the inside out. So that's where we really start taking action on doing, you know, the work on our mind and our bodies and controlling our thoughts and really working through some of the practical application of those things and reaffirming who we are. And then from thoughts to action is module three. So while all of this, you know, work that we've done is great and we've learned a lot, how do I actually apply it to my life so that I can follow through and, and actually take the actual action that I know I need to, to make progress in my life. That is awesome. That sounds amazing. And I feel like it is going to help so many women. Now you have a free masterclass coming up, right? I do. Yeah. It's on Tuesday, March 22nd at uh, 12 PM central one Eastern. So, okay. I can put the link in the show notes and in the description of this podcast episode for anyone who wants to to check it out. But if you miss it, if you're watching or listening to this after the fact, um, Beth, where can people find you? Instagram is definitely the best place to find me. My email is attached to my Instagram. Um, all of the links to the confidence code, any masterclasses that I host, um, working with me in terms of your health and fitness journey, all of that stuff can be found on my Instagram. And my Instagram handle is I am Beth Isbell. Yes. And I will link that for anyone listening or watching as well. Um, definitely follow Beth. She has the most relatable content and then inspiring and educational content. So if any of this spoke to you and you're like, wow, this girl gets me, I need to learn more from her. I know that she can help me. Please go check her out, check out her masterclass, check out her course, the confidence code, and just stay in touch with her because she will change your life. Thank you so much, Beth, for coming and for sharing all of this with everyone who is listening or watching. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley. It was fun. Absolutely. Thanks for being here today. I hope that you are walking away with lots of tangible tips that you can start implementing right away. Be sure to find that and come back for our next episode. See you there.